wonder what I'm going to speak about today. What comes to mind? Joseph. Denise's favorite Bible story. I need some help. Can I have four volunteers, four kids? Four kids, come and help me. I need you to help me set the scene here. Can I have one, one here? And then I'll have one here. I've got two more. I've only got two. If not, I'm bringing Rob Greenbank up. And two, two, two more, two more kids. There's been a lot of kids and young people this morning. Two more. Good, if you stay here. Yeah, you stay there. Careful, careful. Simi, you come, Simi, you come and stand here for me. Okay, you're going to help me set the scene of Joseph. You stand there, Simeon. You just stand there for me. That's great. Perfect. You all right? Good. They're going to help me represent the life of Joseph. Just setting the scene, and we're going to end up, we're going to be in Genesis 45. Helen Cole, you're going to help me um, with the scripture as well. Are you here, Helen? Thank you. And um, the story of Joseph, it happens from chapters 37 to 50. Joseph was one of 12, 12 brothers, son, um, sons of Jacob. And um, Jacob absolutely loved Joseph. He absolutely adored Joseph. And uh, he was his favorite. And so what Jacob did, he decided to give Joseph a special, special coat. A coat, a coat with many colors. How does that feel? Uh, comfortable. Comfortable, good. It looks comfortable. So, <laughs> and um, Joseph, he was a dreamer. You know, he dreamed and God revealed uh, things to him through dreams. Um, but the other brothers, they didn't like it. Didn't like it. Like, why has Joseph got this beautiful coat of many colors? What about me? I want a coat. You know, a few of the brothers. I want a, I want a special coat. But they didn't like it. And, and Joseph took the mick a little bit, didn't he? You know, he was like, one day you guys are going to bow down before me. I was like, whoa, hang on. We're bowing down before you. They didn't like that. So, you stay there for me, Joseph. Next scene of Joseph, one day he's coming along and the brothers see him and the brothers are like, look, here comes that dreamer. And um, they planned to kill him. They planned to throw him in the pit. Can you look like you've been thrown into a pit? <laughs> Face that way so they can see. You need to help me out. You've been thrown into a pit. Nice. <laughs> keep going. You've got to keep in character, yeah? And... And so, the, the, obviously, the brothers didn't like, like what's been going on with Joseph. They threw him into pit and were like, actually, let's, let's sell him off to uh, slavery. The, people, the Midianites were coming past. They, they sold him. The brothers got a load of money for Joseph. And, they, and Joseph goes. They go back to their father, the brothers, and say, your, your son has been killed. He's been killed by a wild animal. And so Jacob thinks that his son is now dead. Meanwhile, Joseph has gone his way and he's going to be in Egypt. And he's, he comes to Potiphar. He ends up being in Potiphar's house. Now, um, Joseph was a good-looking guy. He was, he was well-built. He was very wise. He grew up in the house and, um, and he knew what he was doing. But Potiphar's wife liked what he saw, got a little bit close to Joseph, wanted a bit more of Joseph, but Joseph was not having any of it. He ran away, but Joseph was falsely accused. He was set up, so he was put in prison. Can you look like you've been put in prison? Nice. <laughs> look at this. I love it. <laughs> Should do this every week, shouldn't we? 
is being put in prison. Now, when Joseph's in prison, he's been in prison for about 13 years. Stay in character. Some of you, I need you here. Um, he's, been, he's been put in prison for about 13 years. And um, during that time, God is still revealing him um, stuff to Joseph through dreams. Are you still paying attention to what I'm saying? Or are you just, yeah. <laughs> this is enough, isn't it? <laughs> and um, there's two guys in prison, um, a butler and a, a baker, and they want these dreams interpreted. It was good news for one, bad news for the other. The butler, it was good news, bad news for the baker. The good, the, uh, for the butler, they, he was released, and he was ended up serving, serving in, in the life of, of Pharaoh, of Potiphar. And then Joseph was forgotten about. There was a time when Joseph was forgotten. The butler forgotten about him. But then later down the line, Pharaoh has a dream. He has a dream about fat cows and thin cows. And like, it's like, what does this dream mean? What does this dream look like? And no one can interpret the dream. But then Joseph is suddenly remembered. Are you ready? Are you ready, Simeon? He's remembered. And he's been brought out, to, brought out of prison. He interprets the dream to Pharaoh. Seven years of prosperity followed by seven years of famine. And Pharaoh listened to Joseph and he was wise. He knew what to do. He had a plan. And so Joseph was then taken up into second in command. Are you in? There we go. Face, face everybody. Look, that looks good on you, doesn't it? Amazing. He's been put second in command. He knew, he knows everything, what to, he knows what to do. He's got a plan. He knows how to handle these next 14 years. The life of Joseph starts right here being favored, given a special coat. He's been thrown into the pit. He's been thrown into a prison. And he ends up being in second in command. And um, I'm going to invite Helen Cole to help me now in Scripture. Can we give these guys a round of applause? You can go and sit down. You can keep it on if you want. You can keep it on if you want. Just, just give it back to the end because Eve will have me. So, uh, <laughs> and, um, so that's setting the scene of the Joseph. And now we're in uh, Genesis 45. And uh, Helen, thank you for helping me out this morning as well. Okay, then Joseph could no longer control his emotions before all his attendants, and he cried out, make everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers, and he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph, is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because he was terrified at their presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done some, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been famine in the land, and for the next five years, there will not be plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth 
and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me, you and your children and your grandchildren, your flocks and herds and all you have. I will provide for you there because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. You can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that it really is I who am speaking to you. Tell my father all about the honor accorded to me in Egypt and about everything you have seen, and bring my father down here quickly. Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept. And Benjamin embraced him, weeping. And then he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterwards, his brothers talked with him. Thank you. Let me continue from verse 16. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and all his officials were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, do this. Load your animals and return to the land of Canaan and bring your father and your families back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you can enjoy the fat of the land. You are also directed to tell them, do this. Take some carts from Egypt for your children and your wives and get your father and come. Never mind about your belongings because the best of all Egypt will be yours. So the sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them carts as Pharaoh had commanded and he also gave them provisions for their journey. To each of them he gave new clothing but to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and five sets of clothes. And this is what he sent to his father. Ten donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other provisions for his journey. Then he sent his brothers away and as they were leaving, he said to them, don't call on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They told him, Joseph is still alive. In fact, he is ruler of all Egypt. Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. But when they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the cats Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, I'm convinced my son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. What a story. What a journey. For 20 years, the brothers thought they had led their brother to his death. Joseph now reveals himself to them in the pain and the suffering of the past. And he stands before them. Verse 4, brothers, it's me. It's Joseph, your brother, the one that you sold. I wonder how we would feel being the brothers. We would probably have the same feelings that they had, terrified at what they saw. It's Joseph, but not only Joseph, Joseph in power. We're screwed. What he's going to do is over here. He could do anything he wants to us. He has the power. Our life can be over. 
and we're locked up for good now. How would you feel if you were Joseph? Now it's my time. I remember. I remember the bullying. I remember the mocking. I remember the hate. I remember your plan to kill me. I remember you selling me and enjoying the money. I remember. So what shall I do? I can easily cut off your food supply right now. See, there are moments in our life where we want to get our revenge. We have been in a moment where our behavior, our attitude has changed towards someone because you remember. You remember the hurt that they caused you. You remember I was thrown in the pit. You remember I was, my, my coat was teared, teared apart. You remember the rip. You remember you were thrown into prison. You remember that you were sold. How do you respond? Can you provide for their needs or do you cut them out of your life? Can you find the strength uh, strength to love or do you let your emotions of anger take over? Can you find the strength to forgive or do you allow a revenge to take over? Can you find the strength to come low down to that person or do you let the power that is being given to you take over? See, our perspective on what has happened in the past understandably can weigh us down. It can hurt us. It can damage us. The false accusations, the lies, the pain. It's tough. It's a battle. It's very hard to see the storms that we go through has a purpose. But I encourage you today, whatever storm you are in, God is in it and it does have a purpose. Wherever you are planted right now in this season, God is preparing you. God was preparing Joseph in the pit. He was preparing Joseph in Potiphar's house. He was preparing Joseph in the prison. See, it's hard to see God's purpose in the storm, but he is in it with you and he's shaping you. He's forming you. He's teaching you, building resilience in you in order to use you for his kingdom and for his glory. Just as the Lord was with Joseph the Lord is with you today. Just as the Lord was with Joseph right through his journey, wherever you are at right now in your, in your journey of faith, in your journey at home, in your journey in your job, just as the Lord was with Joseph, the Lord God is with you today. So I encourage us to respond with a Joseph perspective. Genesis 50, 20, amazing words. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, saving many lives. Whatever the enemy meant for evil, God turns it around for good. He always turns it around for good. He always turns it around. It is only him who can turn what seems impossible around. God can turn it around because with him, all things are possible. And as we shared last week, he is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. It is only him who can turn it around. I love how Joseph responds to these brothers through this journey. Joseph was a wise guy. And he firstly wanted to find out the characters of the brothers. I, I wonder if anything has changed in them over the past 20 years. I wonder if anything has changed in their character from the time they threw me in the pit to now they're wanting food from me. I wonder if their characters have changed. See, he spoke harshly to them earlier in the chapters. He spoke harshly, accusing them of being spies. He set them up, having a silver cup placed in the youngest, Benjamin's sack. Joseph then claimed to have Benjamin as a slave. How would the brothers respond to that? Judah, one of the brothers, spoke up and pleaded with Joseph, 
who he did not recognize and offered himself as a slave in replace for Benjamin. See, Joseph treaded carefully around this time when the brothers approached him. The brothers did not recognize it was Joseph, but Joseph recognized it was them. Joseph wanted to see, was there any change? And he did see. He saw remorse. He saw repentance. He saw a change in behavior, in attitude, character in the brothers who threw him in that pit and sold him. He tested them to see if they had changed, to see if there was any hope in restoration in relationship. I've shared about my testimony before about, you know, having it hard at school as a kid, being brought up in the Christian home, having faith, believing in God, had a lot of bullying. And there was one particular guy who I was with junior school with who bullied me through those years. And as we got later on into high school, something changed. There was a shift. He actually came to me one day and said, look, I'm really sorry for what I did in the past. There was, I could see there was a change in character. There was a maturity in the journey that he went on. He saw that what I did in the past was not good, but he wanted to still be in friendship. And so I had a choice. How do I respond to that? I was like, actually, I don't want any of you anymore. I remember. Or actually, it's okay. It's only, it's hard to forgive, isn't it? It's hard to come close. Joseph said to his brothers, come close. Come close to me. It's me. It's your brother. He had the power. He had the strength to do that. And we can only do that by knowing the forgiveness that God has given us. By knowing the spirit that is living and breathing inside of us. See, whatever may have been portrayed to you externally, God is at work internally both in you and whoever portrayed it to you. See, in Joseph Brothers, something greater was happening in them. There was a spiritual harvest going. A spiritual harvest is of God's work within the heart of the people. God was producing something special between Joseph and his brothers. Restoration was coming. Joseph's brothers came for food supplies, but they received more than that they imagined. They received a relationship which they originally put to death. And maybe some of us are here today because they want to get back into relationship with God. We have turned away from him. We've got rid of him. We've thrown him in, in, in the pit because of how life's going. But let me tell you, God has not turned away from you. He's not got rid of you. God may have you in a pit. He may have in you a prison. But you, you may not feel like God... That, you're in the right place with God right now, but the truth is God has got you and he wants, to come, wants you to come to him. And we can be filled with a spiritual harvest by coming back into relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The brothers came back into relationship with their brother Joseph and Joseph wept. He wept so loudly, wept in forgiveness. He wept in restoration of this relationship. I've, I'm coming back into relationship with my brothers again. Joseph was able to show love was able to show grace and kindness over them despite of the suffering he went through in the past. And his family ended up receiving the best of Egypt. The brothers returned to their father telling him of the news of Joseph. Verse 27 of Genesis 45, when they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of the father Jacob revived it revived. I will go and see him before I die. And before Jacob the father sees his son again, he speaks a prophetic blessing 
over his sons. Genesis 49, verse 8. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will, will, will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, Judah. You return from me the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The, skelp, the skeptor will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall commend the, the obedience of the nations shall be his. He will tether his donkey to a vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. The king is coming. The lion of Judah will be revealed. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, is, is coming. The story of Joseph is a story of a good man who has sinned against and gone through suffering in order that the tribe of Judah will be preserved so that a lion will come to save all the world from great sin. Joseph said to his brothers, don't be distressed. Do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. And the heart of the Christian faith, the gospel message is this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The lion of Judah is the lamb that was slain. God's saving victory over our lives comes through the sin and suffering. Jesus came. He was mocked. He was beaten. And he was put to death. He did nothing wrong. He was perfect in every way. And he went to the cross for you and for me. Why? To reveal God's greatest provision of all. Relationship with him. And there's a spiritual harvest available for each one of us today. See, a harvest can symbolize a resurrection. Whatever has been cut in your life, whatever pain, hurt, damage, it does not determine what your destiny is going to be. What determines our destiny is who we choose to believe in and who we choose to follow today. And know that we can receive new life when we choose to let God come into our life. This new life is everlasting life. Joseph's family received the best of Egypt. For us today, the best is still yet to come, no matter what storm you're in right now. You can have the best of Egypt. It's coming. We've got the best to come, everlasting life with Jesus forever because of what he has done for us. A life with no more pain, a life with no more suffering or weeping, an eternal life of joy. That is our hope. That is our confidence today. Joseph remained faithful to the Lord through the whole of his journey. He never let go of God's promises. There was times, I'm sure, where he felt like he just wanted to pack it all in. God, you've not even got, got me. I've been in prison for 13 years. What are you doing in this situation? But God was preparing him in the prison for a great purpose. He preserved, able to preserve the tribe of Judah. It's all God's plan. God revealing more of himself through this story right in the beginning of the Bible. Leading his way for when Jesus was to come and show the greatest love of all. Jesus came. The lion of Judah. The lamb that was slain. Through this story, God was preparing the way for him to reveal more of himself to us. And this is God's greatest provision. Revealing more of himself to us. 
and he has done this through sending his son, Jesus. Jesus came for you, and he wants relationship with you. God loves you. It doesn't matter about your past, your history, what you have done. You can come into relationship with him today. It's not by works, it's by faith. Believe. Jesus died for our wrong, for our sin. Believe Jesus rose again. And for us, we have that hope of new life because Jesus is alive. We are going to be alive with him forever.